Welcome to Mortgage Insider. I'm Claire, a Business Development Manager at Barclays. In this episode, we're exploring how you can promote yourself and your business. We chatted to Stacey Campbell, who recently set up her own business, Campbell and Horseman Mortgages, to hear about the challenges she faced. As a new business, we have done lots of networking and when we network, rather than telling people about interest rates, we talk about where we've helped people and a scenario and what we've done or how a mortgage has helped them. And with our social media, we like to come across that people get to know us as, as individuals. So our main thing is to put our clients at ease so that they feel comfortable with us and that they can recommend us. And we sort of, from start to finish, we go on the journey with the client. And when, when they buy their house, they buy the end of it. If we feel like we're buying the house with them, we know what their dogs are called, what their children are called. We know what day of the week they grind their parents for tea. So it's just that sort of, we almost become their friend, really, that, that gets them through the process. Um, they can pick us up, help, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got a problem with my solicitors. We'll sort of give them a bit of, of help with that as well. So we like to go above and beyond and just help them with the whole package of purchasing a house or remortgaging. So if people look at our social media before they speak to us, they'll feel like they get an idea about us, who we are, what we do, what we like. We have taken on someone to deal with all our social media for us. Social media is um, one of our main ways of, of winning work. So we find that, for example, if, if someone puts up on Facebook, I'm looking for a mortgage advisor, can anyone give me a recommendation? I quite often will get tagged six or seven times more than other competitors. And um, I keep an eye on social media on a very regular basis. And if I get tagged, I thank the person that's recommended me. And then I contact the person who's asking for the advice. And I say to them, I'm Stacey, more than happy to have a look at a mortgage for you. This is my Facebook page. Please let me know if you'd be interested in having a conversation. The biggest challenge we faced when it comes to branding and promoting our business would be over social media on the compliance side of things. So when you are working in mortgages and you give financial advice, you can't just give your um, opinion. And our social media posts have to state certain facts, have to have certain wording on them. You can't favour one lender over another lender. And it's all the sort of small print and the statements that you have to make to clarify what you're saying so it doesn't look like you're inadvertently giving someone advice without speaking to them. I find it hard. I've got two ladies there that do my social media for me. They find it hard because for a lot of the other companies that they do social media for, they haven't got to worry about all the uh, the terms and conditions and all the compliance side of things to meet the FCA requirements. However, I do feel very proud when I see our posts come out on social media and I think, wow, that's my company. So I would say it's, it's all worth it. And you do get a lot of respect within the industry with what you do. Um, I also think though that a lot of people that don't work in financial services don't understand all the sort of hoops we've got to jump through just to get a, a social media post out to everyone. My guest today is Lucy Werner, author of the book Hype Yourself, a no-nonsense PR toolkit for small businesses. She's also founder of The Wern, which offers PR, design and marketing for small businesses. Hi Lucy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. We just heard a little clip there from Stacey, so we'll refer back to that. But before we do that, can you tell me a little bit about your business, The Wern? What made you set it up and why was there a need for it? 
Yeah, of course. So I've worked in publicity for a really long time. And after about a decade of working for some of London's top agencies, I really started to see this need for independent businesses, entrepreneurs, small businesses starting out that couldn't necessarily afford the big agency price tag, had brilliant stories, brilliant businesses and needed some help getting themselves out there. So I kind of set up my company really to be a solution for that. And we kind of work in two ways. We have the consultancy side where we do it for you. And then we have like the DIY side, because I believe there's actually so much that business founders and business owners and even stakeholders within companies can do for themselves once they've been shown the ropes a bit. I suppose linking in with Stacey then. So if a new client comes to you like her and she's looking to work with you, what's the process that you'll go through with them? You know, how would you help someone like her cut through the crowd with their branding? Sounds like she's done a good job starting it off already. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like for her, she's really working well on the new business lead side of things, which is brilliant. I mean, and primarily that is what people need. Sometimes it's always to start with what your business goals are. So for her, it might be, like actually I've got too much work and I need to expand my team I need to be focusing on recruiting great talent or it could be that she's looking to introduce herself to more mortgage providers to find out about more mortgage offerings out there for example so I think it's really starting with what is your business goal what do you need to be doing it might be that actually you're in a position unlike Stacey like actually no one's tagging me on social media so I need to find a way to start getting people to do that how can I incentivize them what are the things I can be doing that drive against what it is that I need so that's always your starting point of course you must see a lot of different people's branding and they must come to you with what they thought looks great and you have to have the conversations with them maybe about how to amend that slightly but what do you see is the biggest challenge that they're making or the mistakes that people make when it comes from a PR perspective and the branding perspective I think the biggest mistake is actually a lack of understanding. People often think when it comes to branding and PR that we're talking about our logo and a press release. And it's actually so much more than that. It's reputation. It's what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. It's the feeling that you give. It's the type of audience that you want to attract. So if you're continually attracting the wrong type of client it's likely that you've got a branding and PR issue going on there. So it's really about setting out your vision, your mission, your purpose, who it is that you want to help, who your target audience is, and then thinking about the visuals that's going to match and attract that person. So for our brokers over the last couple of years, they have been so busy with an influx of clients that some of them will have have worked really hard still on their marketing and PR, and some of them will not have had the time to be able to do that. So we're going to have some brokers on here that really most of their business comes through word of mouth or repeat business do you think there's still a need to promote the business if that's the case because they've been so busy already and how would you help boost I suppose the credibility from maybe those people that are already referring to them yeah it's a really great question I think Obviously, if you've got too much work, you don't need to be promoting yourself because it's coming and it's flowing. But I always think it's handy to have a bit of a consistent routine in place. Word of mouth, that's the best. That's the dream. You know, The best thing that you can have is people singing your praises. So actually making sure you've got the mechanics in place to collect those customer testimonials, to be sharing them on a regular basis. That's really powerful. And it's so much more powerful when it's coming from somebody else rather than yourself. So I would just say, keep doing what you're doing if you're in that place. And if you're not there yet, start looking at the systems and processes you can build in to maximise that. 
I suppose our brokers will need to think about different things when they're setting up a website. So if they were looking at writing a post for social media, opposed to setting up their website and their branding, what are the things that they need to be thinking about when it comes to that? So I think the first thing is going back to our business objectives again and thinking which social media channel do I even need to be on? So if we're looking at the millennial demographic, potentially you're looking at something like TikTok. And I think actually it's good to even look at comparable professional services and how they use it. I think there can be quite a fear of a platform like TikTok that it's video and it's for young people. But actually, you know, it's the most downloaded social media app going right now. You don't necessarily need to change your brand and your personality to be there. And actually can really mark yourself out from your competitors by giving advice and tips on that sort of platform. But generally, again, it's thinking about your brand values. Are you informative? Are you fun? Are you a family based business? Are you about championing marginalised groups, for example, and really making sure that those themes are coming through all of the time? And if possible, if there's a founder of the business or there's, you know, three or four key stakeholders giving equal time to everybody so that they're the faces of the business. And again, like we heard from Stacey, people feeling like they know you before they start working with you. That's great. That's exactly where you want to be. And I suppose linking to that, some of our brokers, like I said, are going to be quite experienced with social media and promoting their businesses and others just haven't because of word of mouth being involved. And it might be something that they're thinking of for the future, especially we, we don't know how the mortgage market is going to be in the future. And so they even though you're saying these things, they might still be thinking, well, where do I begin you know how do I actually start to do this how much of this am I going to have to do myself how much time is it going to take up is that what a business like yours does for them it takes away that headache will they have to do a lot of it themselves still it's a bit of a difficult question to answer to be honest because it does depend on the business size and how many clients you have and how much staff you have because it might be that there's somebody in-house that has the skill set to do it certainly if you don't like social media and it's a pain and it stresses you out being active on there is not for you I would always encourage everybody at the very minimum have what I call a billboard account so have something on all channels that's maybe just nine posts I say nine because when you've got Instagram and you look on the feed it's that's three sort of grid posts that just do a kind of hi this is who we are a few like introductory ones maybe one that talks about the different services your ideal target client maybe the different packages that you offer like maybe you specialize in a second home mortgage for example or whatever it is really explain what your niche is Um, or maybe you're just campaigning right now people get really scared of having a niche but I think you know it doesn't stop other people from going well actually I'm not trying to get a second home I'm just trying to get my first home but do I still fit for you it doesn't stop that so I think just saying who you are and what you're about and then directing people to a phone number or an email address is the minimum that you can start with. Okay, which doesn't sound too overwhelming for some dinosaur like myself. So a number of my brokers do have websites set up. And and interestingly, one of the other podcasts we did was about a brokerage firm that was very niche. When you are looking to do something like this, what should you be doing? Should you be looking at your competitors a lot, thinking about what your business stands for? 
Yeah, 100%. And I think there's a fine line between getting bogged down by what everybody else is doing and almost getting comparisonitis. We don't want that. But I think it is good when you're starting out to look at your competitive set and think, okay, what are they doing well? You know, almost doing that that traditional SWOT analysis. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Where are the opportunities? What are the threats? And also just think about, you know, maybe you want to differentiate because they're all a certain colour palette. You see it quite a lot. And actually in the food industry, you know, fast food is all like red and yellow yellow and orange all of them they're all the same so you could argue that actually if you want to come out as blue you're really going to stand out but maybe actually you want to be positioning yourselves against those big players so you want to have the similar color scheme and also there's a lot behind color psychology as well it can give a different sense a different feeling like traditionally in some countries red is seen as very affluent and a very lucky color in other countries it's you know a sign of danger so again going back to your target audience and thinking about you know what's the kind of the color palette what's the scheme that's going to work for them now I actually think when you're starting out a really nice thing to do is to test out colors test out language fonts a font a font in your face is the best thing for your brand um, but testing out different styles with your audience you know what do you think a b c or d it's a great way to bring people on the journey with you but also you're basically getting free customer research at the same time no that's very true and, and she won't mind me mentioning it but we had the mortgage mum on here um in, in a few episodes ago and, and funny enough we spoke about their branding because of course it's quite different to others in the mortgage market because it's very pink and fluffy because at the end of the day that's the message and the tone that they have in there yeah and Stacey mentioned in her clip that the bit that they worry about is the compliance side of things how can a company get help from somebody like yourself or a similar business in respect of that certainly when it comes to brokers worrying about what they're allowed to say and not allowed to say Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things. One, there's definitely guidelines on social media anyway, which you can look at, which is going to give you a a kind of, you know, a guidance of whether or not that was an ad or a gift or sort of stating what it is. I think when it comes to the regulations for your own sector, you're going to know what it is that you are and you're not allowed to say probably better than a social media person is. So actually, when you're choosing a social media person to help you or a marketing person to help you, I think it's making sure that they're aware of that because actually that's where the fall down can be. Any business owner is going to know their business inside out way more than a third party supplier. So I think just being really clear of of your do's and your don'ts and almost having that It's kind of what I call the crisis PR document. Like, what is the worst thing that anybody could say? What's the worst thing that can happen? And have that written out in advance. Not because you want to be able to use it, but if you ever are in the eye of the storm, that you have something there prepared and ready to use. Yeah, no, that is really helpful. I think people will learn a lot from that. So let's finish with thinking about sort of one tip that you would give our brokers in the intermediary channel if they were going to go out and do something next week different to what they've done last week. My tip would be to show a bit of ankle. And what I mean by that is just showing a little bit of your personality. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be a picture of your home or your family or your children or your pet or where you live or anything like that. But just give us a bit of flavour of who you are. Like, What did you read at the weekend that was maybe interesting that relates? When I talk about PR, I liken it to like think of yourself as a magazine. And when you read a magazine, you have the news at the front, you have the features. And then at the end, there's always that fluffy bit, that the kind of the horoscopes or the recipe pages. So think about what it is that you can share that will give your audience a little taste of who you are. You know, bit of ankle. 
little bit of ankle. That's <laughs> lovely. I think that's a good place to, to finish, Lucy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks ever so much for your time today. Hey, thank you for having me. That was Lucy Werner, founder of the Wern PR agency and author of Hype Yourself. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not reflect the views of Barclays. Please rate, review and subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.